Let's get past them every day. I think we're going to do a great job. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Modern Man Podcast, where we connect men in pursuit of their potential. Join us as we embrace discomfort, cultivate community, and put wind in each other's sails. Now, if you're ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget, check out the Noble Knights Mastermind Group, where you will find the support, accountability, and mentorship you need to achieve your goals. Join us and become a part of a community of like-minded men on a mission to improve themselves and elevate their capacity for life. I'm excited to get some uh, some wind in our sails from our guest today, husband, father, entrepreneur, author, America's coach, Todd Saylor, joining us on the show. Todd, thanks for hopping on, man. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. I've had a lot of fun researching you and watching some of the stuff you've done. And I got to tell you, you inspire me. And you're on the right track. You're on the right track. I think I think we are one and the same. You are me and I am you. You're just a little bit younger and a little bit better looking. Man, I hate that. <laughs> Anyways, let's let it rip potato chip. Let's change some lives. Let's make some things on. Let's uh, it's all like Donkey Kong, right? Listen, man, age before beauty, beauty before age. However, we want to split it. We're, we're going to get both ends. Todd, man, I'm, I'm excited for this. I appreciate it. And I, I want to make sure I, I've had a lot of fun researching you as well. Even speaking to you a little bit before in our pre-interview has been a lot of fun. But I, I don't want to leave the audience out on the amazing introduction that they can get from you introducing yourself in your own words. So I want to give you the podcast, give you the stage, give you the platform, and let you speak directly to the audience really quick. Let them know who you are, what you do, and we can jump a little bit more into today's topic, which I'm sure we'll cover a lot. Yeah, I studied you. I knew you were going to give me this question out of the gate because I, <laughs> I listened to these back. I'm like, this is a little unusual. Out of all the podcasts I've done, I've not done that. They generally read the one that's there, and I'm like, oh, man, this guy, he's next-level stuff. So this actually gives me the opportunity to talk to you a little bit about uh, all the things that I do, Wire Differently is my national brand. Wire Differently is I wrote three, four books, actually. And um, we're, we're producing uh, virtual teaching and coaching. And I want to, I'm on the pursuit of being America's entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurial coach, right? I want to, I want to be, I want to be your, uh, your, your coach in many regards. I want to help improve you personally, spiritually, and uh, profitably. And so those are the things I, I want to be able to do for people. But a lot of people don't know when they ask this question, though, that I own 16 companies. So yeah. I own six before I before I decided to kind of, uh, I don't want to say retire, but move on down to like something where my um, reoccurring revenue is going to allow me to grow people and share things with them in this regards. Um, I have 16 organizations. I'm still the man in the arena. And I want to let you know, Ted, that I've got uh, several organizations from insurance companies to um, restaurants. Actually, I own the donut capital of the world. I can't mm -hmm. let you down. If you Google the donut capital of the world, you'll see my business, Tom's Donuts, which is the actually the donut capital of the world. Uh, last year, we broke the world record. We made and sold 8,558 donuts in less than eight hours and shattered the world record. So we have Let's that, we have restaurants, we have burger joints, uh, uh, real estate, residential, commercial, Lots of things. So when I coach people in business, it's not like I'm not like in it still. I'm still the man in the arena. My biggest entity outside of Wire Differently and my coaching um, is a company by the name of uh, um, PaySurf Systems. PaySurf Systems is a 2003 model. And I built that as one of my first organizations. I love that girl so much. My wife and I built her out of our house um, in 2003. And now we're the largest HCM 
uh, UKG ready of over a thousand employees processing in the country. So we're a human capital management organization, payroll, HR, all on a software, and we take it to large entities all over the country. So that's from a from a CEO perspective. That's my that's my favorite baby there. But from a perspective of CEO of all organizations, about sixteen of them. And then from a wire differently, this is this is my afterlife here. Those guys are taking care of themselves. I'm teaching people how to do that. I'm a functional entrepreneurial business coach, a functional coach. You know what a functional coach is, Ted? It was one of my questions, I so I don't. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, a functional. <laughs> so listen, I'm, you know, I'm. my daughter, she's 21 years, 23 years old. She just got married this weekend. Beautiful. Kara, she's on her honeymoon. She'll watch this probably. Hey, baby, you're doing great. Love your husband, Bryson. But here's the thing. She was diagnosed uh, with, um, type one diabetes eight months ago. Oh, wow. Changed our entire life, man. I have three daughters and, and, uh, she was my youngest. And just, I remember crying and not understanding. She about died. She went into a DKA and her body was cannibalizing. It's, it was just crazy. She's cum laude. She played on ESPN softball, came right off TV, got her master's in accountancy and boom, had a hurricane. God lost her. Anyways, all I want to tell you this is this, she's a modern day miracle, though, because uh, her mother and I really breathed some life into her and God definitely breathed life into her. And, and, and we, we put her on this Mito diet and we regret we, we, we reset her whole body. They told us it couldn't be done. But at the end of the day, I got to tell you, Ted, she hasn't had an insulin shot in seven months. Right. She went from six shots a day to none at all. Long story short, we took her to a functional coach. Where are you going with this? I took her to a functional, not a functional doctor, and a functional doctor looks at the whole body. Yeah. He looks at the heart. He looks at the knees. He looks at the stomach. He looks at the liver. He looks at the pancreas. He looks at everything. He's not just going to say, hey, your heart's this because this, and he's just a heart doctor. He's a functional doctor. That's where I came up with understanding how to explain that I'm a functional coach. I look at you personally. I look at you spiritually, and I look at you profitably. Mm -hmm. What is the importance of those different areas? The the spiritual, yeah, personal, profitable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it works without all of them together. You know, I've I've been in this industry a long time and I've saw some counselors, I've saw some coaches, and I've I've worked in it and and I've coached a lot of people, but it's just like I can teach people how to make a million dollars out of problem. I, I mean, that's I probably got well, I got a book right here. I don't have it here. Hundred thousand dollars. I can teach people how to do that, but I can't teach them to keep it, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody say, "Well, that's a good way to keep you know a business going." Well, no, that's not what I want. I want to be able to teach people how to do it, and then I want to teach people how to keep it, and I want to teach people how to share it, right? And you're not going to get the full breadth of God's uh, uh, gifts if you don't understand the whole package of how He wants you to do it. And yeah. so I, I think it would be wrong if I don't take people through my coaching process and explain to them how God has wanted us to line up from a profitability perspective, spiritually perspective, and how we're to act as human beings. Matter of fact, right now I'm doing a, I do a podcast every morning at 7.30 a.m. on uh, Facebook, Todd Saylor Wired Differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're doing the beatitudes of business, right? Ooh. We know what Matthew chapter, you know, what my Bible app just went through the Beatitudes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I follow. <laughs> that's how I got it. You're on the Bible app. So I'm following, I'm following the script there. So I write, so I write a personal side, a spiritual side and a profitable side to each story that morning. And uh, it's just interesting enough that the functional coaching works itself in that regards. Yeah. You mentioned uh, 
coaching and the functional coaching. And I actually want to take a step back and like rewind a little bit to a coach that probably has been very inspirational in, in your life more way than one. So much so that you're creating a motion picture um, as an ode to uh, your, your father, uh, Tom Saylor, correct? And correct. the unprecedented uh, winning streak that he coached through. I'm curious to know um, the inspiration for the movie, the impact your father had on your life. And what I love about uh, the the tiger in us that that you're that you're creating this motion picture talks about building men. So I'd love to kind of just pull back the curtains on this project, its connection to you, how impactful that's been, and really the I guess the the hope and intention you have in in terms of how you honor your father through it. Yeah, that's a great question. I really appreciate that. It was a, a brilliant um, transition there. My father, I still have him. He's 83 years old. He's a he's a brilliant man, um, but um, he has dementia now. Mm. And, you know, I didn't realize it till about five years ago. Things were I should have I should have known it sooner. I, I um, things were really kind of moving their way down in his life and his ability to do certain things. And so long story short is. As I started to look at him, I started to see time pass. Uh, the donut capital of the world was not the donut capital of the world when he owned it. But as I grew up, I grew up as a donut maker. So my craft, right? You know, you talk about some of the things in your life and you talk about craft. I saw some of the shows. My, my original craft was football and donuts, right? And so those are the two things I was just really good at. I mean, mm -hmm. I just was. And I started making donuts before I played football so really my true craft is donuts i'm a tradesman right and my father taught me how to make donuts but he was also this high school football coach in hudson michigan and uh we would leave every summer uh from a little town called hudson michigan and come down to another little town called angola indiana and we would live there three months out of the year and make donuts but my father would bring the football players with him to work the donut shop and then he would have football camps down there and he was really just he was he was a renaissance man when it came to all that kind of stuff and this is probably before you were born way before you were born but you know Bo Schimbeckler the University of Michigan and uh, uh the Ohio State uh rivalry and all that stuff I mean that was all that stuff just crazy raging times but uh my father I just grew up loving him uh I think almost unusually but not uncommonly mm. right boys love their fathers in a way no matter no matter whether it's a good relationship or a bad relationship you you love your father in a type of way mm -hmm. and um there's no escaping me we're just wired that way we're we're, we're god created us to be uh, yoked in one way or another so about my father was a common love but it was an unusual love because i uh, I wanted to be him. And I tell the story in the movie trailer, and I tell the story to to people that want to hear this, is that I remember I was like 12 years old, and the year was 1971, 1972, and it was the midst of a raging war and all those things going on and what's going on in the 70s. And I remember going over to the football field and, and looking at the football field because I ran from elementary school to the high school, and as I looked over the field, I, I, I couldn't understand this landscape was different, Right. Ted, that like there was no helmets on the players and there was no pads and there was no footballs out there. There was the mm -hmm. coaches and the players. And then there were, there was three sections, the section one, two, and three. And section one, I looked over and these players were 
you know, crawling under the agility ropes like military men. And then I looked over in section two and then I saw him doing what are called monkey rolls. Do you remember monkey rolls? Did you play yeah. football at all? <laughs> you jump up and you roll around. It's like a weaving and thing and in the mud. They were slopping around in the mud and it was not nice out. And it was just crazy. And it's like, man, what's going on here? Then I looked over this third section, man. Ten of, and I saw these men. There's probably 20 of them. Ten of them had a, each one of them had a man over his shoulder and they were lumbering down the length of the field. And they were at the very end of the length of the field, and all of them had kind of crossed the goal line except for one dude. He fell over. I remember this. And he fell over, and everybody just converged around him and started yelling, get up, get up. You're going to die. If you don't get up, you're going to die. Get up, get up. The coaches started screaming. The, the Everybody was over there, but no one would touch these players, and someone yelled, no one's going to save you. No one's going to save you. Get up get up they were frantic mm. and as i watched the whole thing unfold i'm just like i was just baffled and this is and football finally practice. somehow what's that and this is supposed to be football practice this, and this is supposed to be football practice and i'm watching this only i'm just baffled and he, he, he finally the dude picks the other guy he throws him over his shoulder and he lumbers the last two or three yards falls over the goal line and all of a sudden they start converging and saying he lived he lived he lived crazy my father saw me standing over there a bit bewildered. And he says, son, what's wrong? I said, dad, I thought, I thought you were a football coach. I thought this was football practice. I'm confused. What is going on? And he looked at me and he kindly regarded me and said these words to me that I'll never, ever forget. He says, son, I'm not a football coach. And these men are not going to college after high school. Men, these are not going to work in the factories. These men aren't even going home to work in the farm, son. You see, son, I'm not a football coach. And these men are going to Vietnam. You see, son, I'm a builder of men, not a football coach. And so when I think about those words, it just strikes me. It just, just rattles my cage. It makes me just think, you know, there, there are things in this world that we're just not understanding until we're like in the midst of greatness in the midst of a moment we're in the midst of something that will change our life these are defining moments in our life and i remember thinking myself not that i was going to war anything's going to war but i remember thinking in myself in my head now hit with me here ted i want to be like this man i wasn't thinking about I mean, I was scared of the war and these guys and everything. I just remember thinking to myself, I, I could only be like him, right? I just love my dad so much. And so that embodies a person, a human being, maybe someone in your own ilk that, that's like bigger than the moment, right? Like, like, yeah, they're on a win streak, right? They were going to win 72 in a row and break the all-time world record, but this man didn't care. He was really preparing them not for the national win streak record, which he only needed three more seasons to do, but he was really preparing more so for these men to go to war. And I thought to myself, even a 12-year-old boy, I'm like, how can I transcend moments like that? How, how can I be like that man? And so that's a little bit on the movie. And so the movie tells a story about my father and the love of a son and a father and how a man was called to build men, right? Mm -hmm. In a day and age where men were able to be men and not ostracized for having too much masculinity or um, saying he was a man and, you know, beating his chest a little bit and making sure that his family was safe, 
you know yeah. i mean that's that's your job man <laughs> i mean that's your job and my dad's job was to build men to be men so that's the movie and i presented it at the super bowl uh last february and mm. um got a standing ovation from the players and the wives and we we actually previewed it after the george foreman trailer which was a great movie it's out now i'm not i'm not even i'm not out i was just i was previewing it and he just finally came out i think a month month or so ago but um he i got a standing ovation i'll just tell you that, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was great. it was phenomenal it was yeah. phenomenal phenomenal and it's a great opportunity that's fantastic and um i mean just that example that story right there that you told us i mean i can only imagine the the emotion and the depth in which the movie goes the tiger in us um and the leadership that you your father showed and and on the outside looking in hearing the story of you saying you know i want to be this man that to me yes there's that bond between father and son but there's also something about a leader something about a man who embodies what needs to be done, the discipline, the honor in stepping in that and pouring into others, which makes other other men and other people who look up to that leader want to step up where you have that person where like, man, I would go to war for that person, right? How, how do you transcend that lesson into today's day and age? How do you build men today for, might not be Vietnam, but there is a battle us as men will have to face in the real world. There is a battle us as men will have to deal with, whether it's internal, whether it's uh, societal, whatever that might be. How do you build men in today's day and age and prepare them for the battle they don't know that's coming? Yeah, I think that you're, you're falling right into the whole wire differently uh, book, the mindset, the mission, yeah. and the ministry. And although it's not articulated for men specifically, uh, it's 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 all about the brain. It's all about the mind for men and for people in general. And I think that the first step in that regard is to really, you know, all successful people know one thing. The most successful people from the beginning of time till now and forever, ever, a more know one, the very one thing, the very one thing. And I think that you need to know what that is. And I think your listeners need to know what that is. And they know exactly what they want, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at a guy like my father, he was successful and I wanted to be like him. And when you break down that story and you look at him from a man building men, he knew that he wanted to build men. He knew that he wanted to build them in a manly basis before even a football basis because he knew if he could build men, he would conquer that the, the biggest piece of that chunk. And then they would, you have to be, he, in his mind, you have to be a great man, a great man in the way we are work ethic and pr protection and defense mode and all these things and, and attack mode. A great man is embodied in those things. And if you can put the man there, then the rest becomes right, right? And mm -hmm. so there's where where there the rub lies. And, and he, my father was wired differently because he was thinking in a way before other men were thinking in a way, at least to my knowledge, he didn't have he didn't have prefrontal cortex. He didn't have subconscious. He didn't have um, 
uh, neur uh, neurons in his mind. He didn't have all the context of all the things that were going on, neuroplasticity. He wasn't talking that. He was just like, let's program that shit right now. Let's go. Let's envision it. Let's actualize it. Let's go. Let's own this, right? And so he was he was embodying that in the men to be men in the way that he knew how to grow them to be men. So if you were to ask me how to, to actually value somebody in that regard, I would actually take them down the path of learning how to be wired different. Mm. What does it and, mean and I would teach I would teach on how to become wired differently. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the follow-up question, right? Is you know, what does it mean to be wired differently? And how do we tap into that? Because I know there's a lot of listeners who are working their day job or they have their business that they're trying to get off the ground and they're trying to scale to that next level. And they're they're looking for that missing piece, or they're looking in the mirror trying to identify what are they lacking. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's I mean, you know. <laughs> I think yeah. it's beautiful. Um, like I, in this book here, I write, um, you may not need God in your life to be successful in this world, but I'm successful in this world because God is my life. And so I talk about this in your will be done this book here that, you know, God loved us so much that he didn't tether our brains to our love of him, meaning that he literally in, in most of us, he's given us health and given us the ability to pretty much do anything we want in this world that we want. You know, he didn't say um, to, to Bill Gates, you know, I'm only going to let you unharness your superpower and if you choose me, right? Yeah. He did. He didn't tell Elon Musk, you know, hey, Elon, you know, I'm going to really give you all these super brain powers, but I can't really turn the left. You know, I just bought a, a, it's funny. I just bought a brand new Shelby Ford F-150. You ever seen one of those? Mm-hmm. Nice. only made, they don't, pardon me? Those are nice. <laughs> yeah. They only made a hundred of them. It's like, it's like, I can't even believe I bought it and I drove it home. And, but it, and then, then of course it didn't fit in the garage. And now I got to buy, a, build a new garage, bigger, long. It just goes on and on and on and on. But they gave me one key to, to, to drive it to 1500 miles. And then they have another key. Once it's after 1500 miles, they give you that key to turn on all the 800 horsepower. First keys for the first 400 horsepower. Second keys for the second 400 horsepower. Right. Well, God didn't do that. He didn't say like, here is the first key for your brain <laughs> and you can use this level on your own. But if I give you this key, then you could have my level. God didn't, God didn't do that. He's like, okay, here's your brain, man. I made it in my own image, man. I mean, it's yours. Mm. Go kick some tail. He didn't tether that to our love for him, but he did say your will, you know, give you a mind for your free will. But he did say, I want you in my life. I want to be in your life. And if I'm in your life, you will even be that more successful. And I think that's what we, what we need to talk about when it comes to becoming wired differently. You know, we're born in stage one, we're born with some 1000 trillion neurons in our brain, Ted. And that's um, not even a number. That's like, that's 15 zeros. It's called a quadrillion. Mm -hmm. So if you think about that baby brain that's born, by the time it's three, the size of a softball, the, the 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 cocktail of neurons is infants infants i mean you can't can begin to compare it yeah but sometime in the age of 20 from 13 to 20 the brain kind of gets its full anecdote the neurons drop off you kind of become who you're going to be and you decide that your prefrontal cortex which is your mind starts to form and it starts to turn into something that actually can make conditional decisions for you you can make decisions you see, as a baby, you don't have a mind, you don't have a brain, right? All you do is 
Google 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 Google. right? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to make any decisions. So, you know, God's growing the brain. And some, that's why it talks about in the Bible where David lost his son. He knew he would see him in heaven, but he knew he'd see him in heaven because God took him to heaven. But it's later on in John 3, 16, he says, you know, you have to accept me to go to heaven. Well, somewhere there's a there's a rub where you go to heaven without talking to God. And then now there's a place where you got to accept Christ. In your, and so there's that spot, that second stage is called the actualization phase, where you literally get control of your own prefrontal cortex. You can make decisions to go to heaven or not to choose God or not. And that's the piece where it gets really viable, where God wants you to choose him so that your free will and his will can triangulate. But in that space, your mind is learning how to actualize. Your mind is learning how to choose what it's going to choose. And what we don't know is in this age group of 25 to 35 is a lot of them don't understand that all this information is pouring into their brain from society. Mm. And what they don't know that they're pouring into their society brain to their subconscious is going to act this out in its life. And this prefrontal cortex, this knowledge developed, is making decisions or not making decisions. And we want to make sure that we're choosing the things that land in our subconscious. Because God did give us that subconscious, and he did say, that will go get whatever you put in it. Mm. And so what, what has to happen is men need to decide when they're in a the man-making mode. We used to run a football drill. Did you play football? You look like you did, but I don't I know. I did. I did play Did football. you have a drill called the man-maker? Do you remember the man-maker? Was that the... The line in between you run into each other. Yeah. There's a number yeah. of men. <laughs> yeah. That's called a man maker, right? So let's, go. let's just get on with it. Let's call it a man maker. So the man maker we have, oh God, I love you. So yeah. the man maker, the man maker we have right now is just like, okay, so if you got a, a prefrontal cortex with your mind, you got a subconscious, and you know whatever drops into your subconscious manifests itself into your life and becomes what it is and what you see it, then what if we could just control what we're putting in our subconscious? I know you've spoke about this. Yeah. 100%. And so we've got to do that. We've got to take control of that. And that is the second phase of being wired differently. One and first one is the creation phase of 1,000 1, 1, uh, quadrillion neurons in your brain. We, we just are born that way. The second phase is actualization phase, realizing that we can actually point things into our subconscious. Then the third phase is the salvation phase, where we accept Christ into our heart, mind, and soul. Now he is the filter in our subconscious. And now our subconscious is not going to be heat-seeking missile for things that are going to be counterintuitive to our life and to other people. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the math behind the wired to differently mindset. Uh, we, we need to catch these these 25 to 34 year old people right here in this actualization phase, we need to grab them and explain to them that how and what they're watching in their life and what they're doing and saying and who the mentors are, are literally forming their subconscious. And they're in the beginning of forming children in their lives and in their marriages, right? They have got to understand that they have to control it and stop it right there. I was going to ask, what are the landmines we need to avoid in that actualization stage in that period where we are impressionable yeah, we are getting programmed into our subconscious now, there's, there's a lot out there these days what, what yeah. are some that we need to avoid well, and I, pay I think, attention to yeah i think i just want to rehash something because i, I really went fast and I'm, I'm working on a i don't know what's going on in my uh sinuses here i don't know if you ever go through anything like that but he, yeah. here's the thing the actualization phase is very very important because this is where we learn how to master our mind and our subconscious mm -hmm. and when i teach people it's not new it's just understanding that what you do put in your subconscious happens 
It's no joke. It's 100%. Napoleon Hill will tell you the same thing. All these leaders will tell you the same thing. And we got to be aware of it. And in this age group that we're looking at, and men and my, we're, we're literally in our 30s. We're trying to figure out, you know what? By the time we're 45, we got to be almost set, right? Because mm -hmm. by way, tech, might be be 38 now bro because uh technology is so fast they don't want us around they they, they want a 60 year old man like me running computers they'll like, kick me out laugh me on the curb they don't they they don't want any part of me but they'll listen to this and i'll tell you right now well here's the problem from a man from a man maker perspective i want you to know that that subconscious is yours to own because it's setting the trajectory not just for yourself anymore but for your wife and your children and what happens in your brain in a regular basis and how you program becomes your identity and our identity is the north star of our habits so i want you to think about your habits for a moment your habits are developed on things that you do over and over and over again 14 minutes and 24 seconds every day is more than a habit enough to change your life and i teach that but a lot of times we we, we evolve our life with negative habits and we form ourselves and like one of the hardest things for me to explain to people is your brain is so powerful that when you take on these habits, when you take on these visuals, when you take on these thought processes over and over and over, you are literally voting on who you are. Your mm. habits become your identity. The North Star of your habits is your identity. So if you're a smoker, your identity is a smoker. If, if you are a uh, marijuana user, your identity becomes a marijuana user. If you love Budweiser and you drink Budweiser all the time and you're walking around with a Budweiser, your identity becomes a Budweiser and people laugh and you're funny and all that kind of thing. But what if you watch pornography 10 minutes to 12 minutes a day? I mean, you what's, what's, when you squeeze a damn orange juice, what comes out? Orange juice, right? That's what cause an orange juice is an orange juice. And if you're watching and doing those things and someone squeezes you, what's going to come out of you? That's, that is what your identity becomes. And, and the mind was built to become what you put in it. Mm -hmm. And I use that pornography example, not only because it's so graphic, but it's so true. I mean, even, even the biggest narcissist of all time could look at that and they can say, well, they can't deny that. Yeah. They may say, well, I can watch porn. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're never going to love a woman the way God meant you to love a woman. You're never going to be able to stay sexual or sexual with her for a long period of time the way you once did. You're you're never going to be able to respect her the way you're never going to be able to see her the way you're you're never going to be able to experience. You're never going to be able to look at your children the same way. You're never you know it's just it's 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 wrong. Yeah, it's Satan. And um and so but that's the most graphic because it's a video and it's playing over and it's programming your mind over and over and over again. And your mind's like a motor, right? Your mind's got like a motor. You know what a motor is? It's got two magnets, a magnet on an end, another magnet here, and they wrap copper around it. And the more copper that runs around the magnet, the more torque it has, the more torque the magnet has, and the more power the motor gets. Well, think yeah. about your mind wrapping that your mind as a mind thought around that motor and the more times you watch something the more times you do it the more time you do the habit the more torque the more power that has over your life now let's pretend we took that sadistic superpower we just talked about pornography and we inserted something positive mm -hmm. like your craft mm -hmm. right like your biblical study 
like your love for your children, like your love for your, your group, your team, your mastermind. Like, let, let's insert, let's take this superpower and like, let's make it work for us. Yeah. I would almost say, especially in today's day and age, the temptation to our subconscious, uh, touching all these things, whether it be pornography or you go on social media and that already is, is, yeah. is going to start sucking certain things away. We have to be diligent. I almost feel as though we have to be more diligent now to those things that our subconscious can latch onto and feed off of and be intentional, highly intentional with where we put our attention, where we put our habits or behaviors. Because I've always said the chains of habits are often too light to feel until they're too strong to break. Mm, mm, good. And you talk about that neuroplasticity and the, the reality is when those neurological pathways are are curved it's in there it's yeah. it's it's in there it's a it's a the road less traveled robert frost where you have the 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 path that's been worn down and walked through versus the one that's all shrubbed and and hard to walk through covered in thorns our brains literally create those neurological pathways and i had to learn that but i also had to just to encourage anybody listening who has those bad habits that road less taken you can walk it you could still go down that path. You could still start cleaning the shrubbery. Now it will take a little bit more effort, but you can start cleaning up that other path. You can start changing your habits, changing what you feed your subconscious, and in essence, changing your habits to change your identity and change what you end up having in your world. And I would propose to you, I, I see the full breadth of your craft being donut maker, right? And I know this started very, very early on to where we are now at the beginning of the call saying, okay, you own 16 companies and you do this. I think a lot of people and myself included see the end game. We see the end result. And sometimes we try, we start with the end in mind, but we try to do all of it at once. Mm -hmm. Kind of reversing reverse engineering that that finish line what advice would you give to somebody who now being aware of the power within them to feed their subconscious now being aware of their identity connected to what their subconscious attracts what advice would you give somebody who's looking to craft a better future for themselves their family and their community yeah i would just give them a simple formula and uh and it all kind of comes together with this uh, this trademarked word called succession air. Mm. So in my in my books, I have a glossary and a whole vernacular of being wired differently. And we we talk about becoming succession heirs. We don't talk really about becoming millionaires. We talk about becoming succession heirs, right? And this this idea of how do you become a succession heir? And and here I'll just give you the formula right now. Succession heir to aspire to be a succession heir is simply this, right? You need to understand. Three things. Number one, you need to understand what you want, right? Mm. It's that very simple thing. My father taught me you need to know what you want, and he taught me how to visualize it, and he taught me how to put it in my name. He taught me how to how to run the plays in my head a hundred times, and I'd have to go through exercise after exercise. He, 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 what do you want, son? What do you want, son? But more importantly, once you understand what you want, that, that to execute to become a successioner is all successioners do these final two things: they create a plan. And they execute it. I mean, I'm not going to make it that hard. 
I mean, think about it for a moment. If you know what you want, then create a plan and execute it. If you know what you want, create a plan and execute it. I'm asking you, if you knew what you want, create a plan and execute it. And I don't care what it is. I don't care how big it is. I don't care small. Elon Musk went to the damn Mars. Guess what? That was a plan he created. He knew what he wanted. He executed it. My wife on the other day just cooked the most gluten-free and tolerant meal, the greatest meal ever God ever created for my little girl who was dying of diabetes. Spent all day. Went down and got the fruit, not the fruits, but the, the actual meat and everything that she needed. It took her all day. And at the end of the day at six o'clock we sat down and we had the most beautiful meal ever created and i don't care you tell me which plan is more important create a plan and execute and then do it over and over again and then you'll aspire to be a succession heir I mean, I can't make it any more simple, Ted, because here's the thing. We don't understand what we don't understand. All we need to understand is one, what we want two, create a plan and three, get out there, damn it, and do it. Right. And then everything else is going to work out, because if you can become successful at cooking a meal, then you've done the greatest formula ever God ever created, create a plan, execute it, go to damn Mars. You can do that, too. But it's the <laughs> same thing. It's, it's a million, a billion, a trillion. I don't care. You can't get any of that if you don't learn how to be successful. And the way to become successful is simple. I'm going to say it one more time. It's know what you want, create a plan, and execute it. Boom. I love that. <laughs> and I think people can follow those those, those instructions. <laughs> I think they can. I think I get a little excited every now and then. But Yeah. I, I would <laughs> say, too, to our specific audience, a lot of guys and a lot of men watching this on YouTube or even listening through their Spotify, iTunes app, I always say, if you're like me and like most men, you give us a playbook, we will execute, we will follow, right? Back to the coaching yeah. aspect in football. That's coaching. You you give us the the routes to run. You give us the <laughs> the play to run. We can execute it. We can move forward. Just tell me where to go, what to do. And for anybody that decides on what they want, there are so many books out there. There are so many people with the internet. There are There's so much access to potentially getting in touch with somebody who's already done what it is you want to do, who's already accomplished what it is that you want to do. And they can help give you the plan right in front of you. But the execution piece, the execution piece is, is where it all comes together. Well, I mean, that's what everyone's better with a coach, Ted. Yep. Yeah. They, you know, I, just, I can't, <laughs> even Deion Sanders was better with a coach. Uh, any of these guys, they were, they're better with a coach. Right. And so there's no difference in business or self-help or anything in that situation. You know, that's where the coach comes in when it comes to plans and executing, you yeah. know, and um, don't don't be too shy to reach out for help. Absolutely. Life's too short, man. Life's Spe too short. Speaking on reaching out for help and, and even for anybody on that entrepreneurial journey, maybe a little farther along that, listen, uh, community is, is also huge. And we just have a couple more minutes left in the podcast, but I know you also have the Tiki Hut Business Retreat. Talk a little bit about that and and some of the benefits entrepreneurs and folks can get from, from yeah, experience. That's great. Thank you very much. The Tiki Hut Retreat, we do that once a year. Um, the Tiki Hut Retreat is at the Zoda Resort and we bring in entrepreneurial business people from all over the country. It's a four-day seminar uh, on a beautiful beach, a Longboat Key, Florida. We go out on a a uh, leadership scavenger hunt on an island. We take a, a a ferry out there, and we basically have the island to ourselves, and we uh, we have to survive for a while out there. It's not too bad, <laughs> but we have a lot of fun doing that. Uh, 
literally we have people come to my home. I have an eight, I'm sitting here right now. I'm just thinking, gosh, I'm so blessed. I have an 8,000 square foot home on the ocean. And uh, we go out in my yacht and we, we tool around. We have some fun doing that. We have some guest speakers that come in, but we really train on the three things on how to grow you spiritually, personally, and profitably. And that's in a personal tight, neat seminar. And it's a great time. So that is November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. We still have room for those and we are going to have we're going to be doing it virtually this year so uh uh, uh so and from now on we're going to try to do two a year we'll, so we'll have a physical aspect we'll simulcast the, the 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 virtual side of it too so it's a great um it's a great building event to, yeah. to grow yourself personally spiritually and profitably that's fantastic and i, I want to make sure todd that anyone listening who has been fired up um they, they want to get wired differently or uh with your book your will be done. They want to work, tap into their subconscious and what they're feeling themselves. They're filling themselves with, and want to tap into some coaching, functional coaching, and maybe a tap into your expertise. I'd love for you to really quickly the links, resources, and and areas they can go to find you. Yeah, the the very easiest thing to do is just go to Todd, T O D D Sailor S A Y L O R dot com. Todd Sailor dot com. ToddSailor.com. You can get everything you need there. You can get to the Tiki Hut. You can get to the virtual we're having. We have a lot of virtual trainings. You can uh, you get books. You can get merchandise. You can you can even get <laughs> cool stuff like this. I mean, it's all there. So come on over. And before you go, I want to know. I want the whole world to hear you say you're going to be on my podcast. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> a resounding yes. It'd be an yes, honor. I'd love mean, to you got to hear that. You see it. Let's get him on before he becomes too famous. <laughs> no, not at all. I'll, I'll always have room for you, brother. Um, all right. la last question. Um, it's usually the heaviest. So if you need a couple seconds to think about the answer, no problem. If it's something we touched on already, that's great too. But what is something that has happened to you or something that you've seen throughout your life that shapes the way you view the world as a man? Let's say um, my three daughters. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I was really ticked off at God. I wanted a son. I wanted a son. Um, I wanted a son really bad, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was all because I I wanted to experience possibly the love that I had for my father from my a son I would have. I didn't get that. And I was bitter and in some regards, I'm I'm being showing myself very shallow. My first daughter came and it was, I handed out cigars and was a girl. We didn't we didn't know. And uh Courtney, she's amazing. I didn't have a problem with that because I knew I was gonna have more, you know, and then the second one came out and supposed to be a boy again and i had cigars again and i was convinced and she came out uh, a girl and i was really bitter and i love kendra i wouldn't change obviously anything and it took me eight years before my wife uh would get pregnant again because every year i'd ask her do you want to have another baby and she'd say you're ready for another girl and i'd say no i want a boy and so she would never she would never and i never lied to my wife but and I, so I always said, no, I want a boy. So every year this kind of come around. She's like, no, 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 no. And then finally I lied to her the first time in my life. She said, you ready for another uh, girl? And I said, man, I'd love to have another girl. 
<laughs> so we got pregnant and uh, the, the Kara came out and she was supposed to be a girl or a boy and she turned out to be a girl again and I go oh man god what what I do right what did I do <laughs> well the moral of the story is though is like if you think about it right now I, I am experiencing love and joy like I've never ever in my life because I have three grandsons and I have three son-in-laws right Yes. And I am, my cup runneth over. I mean, and so all through the female experience was this, you know, this respect of women that I don't know that I would have ever been able to really quite experience and uh, be able to be the father I need to be now for grandchildren and literally preparing me for son-in-laws. Like I, they were not even on my radar. Like I, 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 thought son laws were going to be like the bane of my existence but turns out they're 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 like everything to me yeah and i never saw that coming so uh you know joy is something that just happens and 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 happiness is something you can buy it's circumstantial and uh i'm experiencing a lot of joy and i could only learn that through my experience of uh the way god delivered me children grandchildren and son-in-laws that's fantastic Todd, I, I appreciate you being honest and transparent there. And I think I've mentioned this once on the podcast. My wife is expecting, and it's going to be our first child, and we're not going to find out the gender until the baby is born. But my father-in-law has two daughters. And, and as we're sitting here talking, I'll even grab it and read it. He just had a, a putter regrip for me so we can golf together. And he together, and, and I'm the son-in-law, but, I mean, I call him dad, and he's just like, to my son, Ted, I hope you enjoy playing golf so we can make some memories together. Love dad and what you're doing, brother. And that's amazing. You know, God is good, isn't he? I would, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally emotional hearing that right now because you don't, you don't know the gift you're giving him because I just gave away my daughter two nights ago. She just got married. Just gave, I mean, they call it give away. I mean, I literally was longest walk of my life and, and I handed it over to another man and man, it was just like, was savage dude i mean it was like but i love him so much and what a blessing uh to know that he can communicate with you and i think there's a reason that happened i mean i, I just I thank you for that message right now and yeah, i needed that because there's a lot going on in, in uh in my life that that spoke to so thank you absolutely and just in the conversation we've had on this podcast and beforehand todd i i know your son-in-law's probably love you, man, and love spending time with you. So I appreciate you sharing that. I'm a little emotional too. So I'm going to get right to the recap and wrap up the episode. So I don't crowd the podcast again. Um, but Todd, thank you so much. A functional doctor looks at the whole body, just like a functional coach looks at the whole body. As Todd mentioned, he's not interested in just helping you profitably. He's interested in your personal, your spiritual, your financial. And no one is going to save you what looked like a football practice or what was supposed to be a football practice looked completely different because Todd's father, Tom Saylor, was tapped into what he wanted and what he knew he was, which was the builder of men. And the movie, The Tiger in Us, be sure to keep an eye out for that. And of course, I want to be like this man. The leadership that some exude and show around us can inspire others to be better. So just imagine who's watching you, who's looking up to you and who wants to be like you the good and the bad, know exactly what you want. All successful people have that in common. They know what they want. And understanding that with the book that Todd wrote, Your Will Be Done, what we feed our subconscious 
how our subconscious is really good at creating that and understanding that we get to a certain stage in life, the actualization stage where we make the decisions into who we become and we choose what to feed our subconscious. And we are choosing what our subconscious eats and what we put into our subconscious happens. Habits become our identity and then succession air. He said it over and over again. Here's the formula one more time. Understand what you want, create a plan and execute it. And as we said towards the end of the episode, and of course the reason to call Todd and tap into his expertise is because we are all better with a coach. Todd, thank you so much. And to the audience, we appreciate you rocking with us all the way to the end. If you like this episode, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can catch a new episode each and every single week. And the best compliment you can give us is by leaving a rating too. Let us know how we're doing so we can improve for you and sharing this with friends that you know could benefit from it as well. Like we always say at the end of the episode, guys, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow. Let's get past the day. I think we're going to do a great job.